Wow. So that's that's how I did my first perms, but I've never actually done one in a real hair salon ever. Wow. Amazing. Yeah. So unless my 10 year old son wants a perm. Welcome to the Messy Hairstylist Podcast. I'm Kelsey Morris. And I'm Abby Warther. Whether you are a mess literally or figuratively, we are here to help you take imperfect action to find your success as a hairstylist. All right, we have a juicy one today. Spicy was the word you liked before. So maybe I'll I love spicy it. Spicy again. Spicy, um, a little this spice. Is kind of, this is kind of spicy. So we're going to get into a very fun, and I feel like it could be an endless topic of hairstylist confessions. I feel like this is like the messy hairstyles after dark. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yes. That is a perfect way to put it. We I should do that. something like that. That one could definitely get spicy. So what we're going to do is we're going to talk about hairstyles confessions, but before we get into the actual confessions, I have to set up where these confessions have come from. It came from a place that Kelsey lives in a dark hole. Apparently I, apparently I live under a rock or in a the rock. stone age. Not really yeah. sure. <laughs> Because where they came from is uh, Threads, the new app from Instagram. And I'm telling Kelsey about this whole hairstyles confession post that I put out. And she's like, wait, what's Threads? Okay. I wonder if anybody else knows what Threads is. Um, I, I mean, I am not that far under a rock. I'm kind of in the know. So like the fact that I haven't even seen it, I mean, you're just so cool. Okay. I'll accept that. Okay. I'll take that compliment and run with it. So threads is okay. You're not really that much under a rock because at the time of this, um, podcast actually coming out, not even today, right. Um, this podcast comes out on a Thursday threads has been out for exactly seven days. Right. So you're not that far behind. It's just that there's already like a hundred million downloads or something or one. Oh my goodness. (laughs) I'm exaggerating. There's a lot of downloads of threads. It's, It's like broken it, it had like a million downloads in um, 24 hours, which is a huge record for any social media platform. So just, we're not going to make this whole thing about threads because I guarantee you every single person besides Kelsey has been hearing about threads. <laughs> and, and then they're also hearing other podcasters saying, this is how you need to use it. And this is what you need to do. We're not doing that here. This is the messy hairstyles and this is a fun episode. But just in case you don't know what threads is, is Instagram came out with a secondary app called threads. Mm -hmm. It completely links to your current Instagram account. So you can like just transfer everything, your bio, everything over. You can transfer over everyone that you follow, or you can choose to not follow anybody and just start following new people. Basically it's Twitter 2.0. And we're not going to go down that rabbit hole, but what it is, is, is it's basically a text only type of platform. So what's happening over on threads, which I'm loving. So if you, any of you listening are not on threads yet, and you're like, Oh, getting overwhelmed with the thought of another platform that you now have to manage. That is not this at all. So threads is a place currently there's a ton of hairstylists on there. If you are lacking community connection, other fellow hairstylists, I I had a coaching call with a stylist um, this week that said, she's just feeling professionally lonely. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That makes sense. I felt that. I have felt that before, right? Same. So threads is a place where you can log on, start following some of your hairstylist friends, meet new hairstylist friends. And it's fun, lighthearted. No one's posting hair pictures. No one's talking strategy. No one's marketing their businesses there. We are just all relating and connecting and finding more community over on threads. So 
That is my spiel on threads. Kelsey's going to get on it today. Today. I mean, she had me at, listen, you don't have to do anything. It transfers your Instagram bio. It, you know, it does all this stuff. I'm like, okay, cool. I don't need to do anything, but just download the app, log in and I'm good to go. So I'm going to try it. I'm going to give it a shot today. And it is like the trending words of of threads in the very couple first days is everyone's like, this is going to be me unhinged. Like everyone was saying, they're going to just post whatever. And they kind of are, it's not as chaotic as that, but what it is, is you don't have to make the perfect um, graphic. You don't have to edit any photos. mm -hmm. You don't have to edit any videos. You don't have to film anything. You don't have to plan anything out. Whatever thought pops in your head that you want to share, just put it on there. So once you log on, you'll see that that's the vibe and it's so fun and people are pretty funny. So if you just want to laugh and connect, head over to threads. So on to our topic, Mm -hmm. done with threads, but where this topic came up from is on threads because I just want to start conversations over there. I asked, I, I posed, I made the post saying, hairstylist confession. And then I admitted one of my hairstyles confessions and I invited others to share their hairstyles confessions. Mm -hmm. So I thought it would be fun to share anonymously. I'm not going to share who posted these. I'm just going to share anonymously some of the confessions of this thread that was going on because it was so funny to me. And Kelsey doesn't know any of these yet. And then I hope you're thinking of some of your confessions. I've got a couple. I've got a couple here. Okay. Should, should, do you want me to start sharing the anonymous yes. confessions? Yes. Share them. Okay. I have about, um, I have one, two, three, four, five, six of them that I want to share, um, that were particularly interesting to me. Okay. So confession number one, I absolutely love this one. Oh I love this one. It's I'm so nervous. So okay. Remember all anonymous, unless you follow me over on threads and you can really read what people's responses were. So confession of a hairstylist, number one, sometimes if I only have one appointment later in the afternoon, because my day falls apart earlier, I'll make an excuse and reschedule it. Yes. (laughs) I mean, I feel like that's, that's pretty typical. I don't, you know, I think that that could happen more often than we know. Have you done that before? I can't confirm or deny. Ooh, ooh, you're not ready to confess that one. I have never done that, but I, I mean, we all have to admit we've all thought of it our entire day. Yes. And it's not just like, oh, my day falls apart. I'm just going to cancel my last one. No, you're pissed. You're pissed. Right. I know. You're, I know. You're in a bad mood. You do not want to stay the rest of your day. You're mad at mm-hmm. everyone that canceled on you. And now your poor last client of the day is getting screwed because you totally cancel it. I know. And it's like, a, it's a beautiful day. You know, you're like, I could just go home and hang out with my kids and I'm waiting around for four hours for a child's haircut, you know? Yes. It's usually something pitifully like that. If if this had happened, it would be something like that. Yes, that's exactly what it is. Well, and to this um, anonymous hairstylist defense, she does have some standards and some boundaries. She only does it if it's a haircut appointment. She does not do that if it's a hair color appointment. Exactly. Agree. Yes. Because that's where the money is at for sure. Right. Okay. So that was a good one. Okay. Hairstylist confession number two. Two. I want to know if you um, are this person as well. I've never done a perm, even in cosmetology school. Okay. Wait, 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 wait. Number one, I definitely did perms in cosmetology school, Okay, but I had not done a single perm outside of cosmetology school. So that was in 2009. So it's been a few Mm -hmm. years. 
Mm-hmm. And so you're rusty. Rusty. Just two weeks ago, he's going to kill me. He's literally going to kill me. Oh, no. I gave my son Lincoln a perm. That's the thing. It's the thing. And it, I like. It is. All these was, boys, they short size and curly perm on top. He's so cute. He looks oh. so cute with this perm. And it like <laughs> made his entire oh. life. And so then he went and told his little buddies that he got, oh you know, God. like, oh, my mom can give you a perm. So now I'm like the, the teenager perm expert. Oh, my God. What is happening? And they always say everything comes back around. But did you ever think it'd come back around with the teenage boys? No. Here's the, here's the funny thing about that trend with the teenage boys getting the perms. I laugh and I say to some of my clients, I'm like, think about this. Really think about it. These teenage boys are so concerned about this curly perm look that they're willing to sit in a hair salon with little tiny pink perm rods in their hair. <laughs> I know. They literally, they don't care. They're going to do it. Teenage boys care more about their hair than teenage girls. I will say they that. Do. They do. They I, do. I have a I have a picture of Lincoln with his little perm rods. Oh my head. God. And he I smiled know. for it. That's how much he, did. he didn't care. He was like, yeah, I'm getting a perm. Every okay. generation has something like that. When I was in high school, the boys bleached out and they all had yellow bleached out hair. Mm-hmm. They started doing the spiky backstreet boy thing. It, there's always something. Yeah, there's absolutely. always something. Um, I never actually did a permanent school either. I am that person as well. Never did it in school. I went to an Aveda Institute in Columbus and mm-hmm. we were on campus. So we did all the college students hair and which wasn't all that great because they smelled like garlic and old beer on a Saturday Ew. morning. Disgusting. Yeah. Um, but I did do some perms out of school and they were terrible. And I had a, a lady yell at me for it because it was so bad. So, so yeah. you never did a perm in school, but then just decided, Oh gee, I'm going to do one out of school. Well, just to not make this a long story. Um, my mother-in-law, she used to run an entire nursing home and I had just moved to where I live now and building up a clientele where I live now. This was many years ago before I was, I had kids and her hairdresser that did the hair at the nursing home retired after 25 years. Oh, wow. She's like, Abby, would you want to do this? Because it's a job that it's a paid position. And I was like, sure. Let me tell you, that was an eye-opening experience doing hair in a nursing home. I did it for about, I don't know, two, three years until I started having babies. I did perms and um, then I started cutting the men's hair. And let me tell you, those men got spicy. Wow. This is such a fun fact. How did I not know you did a hair to nursing home? (laughs) I don't know. For about three years, I would go once a week on Mondays and I would do their little perms. I would do their color. It was, it was actually very eye-opening. I'm glad that I had that experience. It was hard um, Mm -hmm. because this was a true nursing home, end of life, true nursing home. And so um, more women were in their wheelchairs and they couldn't lay back. So I had to figure out how to do a perm when they can't lay back and rinse it. Oh, that's so hard. Yeah. And then the men cutting their hair. I cut hair for men once a once a month. Um, they were my favorite. But one time there was a an older man. He was so sweet. He was so sweet. And he was just always telling me jokes. And a couple of times, because you know, he was had like dementia and stuff. A couple of times he accidentally let like a dirty joke slip out. Oh, yes. I love aw. But I knew he didn't mean it, you know, it was so cute. So yeah, fun fact. Wow. So that's, that's how I did my first perms, but I've never actually done one in a real hair salon ever. Wow. Amazing. Yeah. So unless my 10 year old son wants a perm, <laughs> you never know what's happening. I know. Okay. All right. So confession, let's go on to confession 
number three. This one's interesting. We've kind of touched on this one a little bit. And I find it so interesting that this is actually a confession. This confession anonymously is, I always pre-book clients. I know it's a trend right now not to do this. Ooh, we just talked about this. I know. That was our uh-huh. episode, one or two episodes ago, we talked yes. about is pre-booking yes. hurting your business. So go back yes. and listen to that one if you haven't, because those are all of our thoughts on that. Um, but I find it so interesting that it's being so flipped that this person is considering it a confession. That's right. That you're, like, that's almost being like, like it's almost being, um, set up as a negative. I was just negative. thinking that, like, how do I convey that? Yeah. It, that's kind of sad. That kind of hurts my heart a little bit. I know because, because it's not the truth. It's not the truth. And it's, mm. it's sad how, how one little thing can turn into this big, you know, black mm. cloud. It's like, mm-hmm. oh, now pre-booking your clients, what we've done for years upon years is now you know, something that you should hide and feel guilty, like weird about like that you do like you're it? cheating, you're doing something wrong. Yeah, you're doing okay. something wrong. I have a controversial um opinion about that. Yeah, go. I'm so ready. I think I know where that concept started from of um pre-booking is not good and we shouldn't be doing it. Yeah. Uh, I think it's well, I'm not gonna say the exact person, but a, I'm pretty sure it came from this one educator who has a huge influence. And, um, this educator's marketing strategy can sometimes just be very, um, bold to get Mm -hmm. attention, but then the actual strategy, when I've learned more about what their strategy is with this is like, well, no, wait, no, just don't pre-book out for too long. Pre-booking in small increments is good, which is what I've talked about that I do. And so what's happened is in the marketing aspect of this educator's, um, thoughts, it has been coming across as pre-booking. Don't pre-book. Yeah, at all. It like got it got its own life. Yes, essentially. it was quite it like, the hook. It hooked wow. in, and then when people who in sales aren't then doing their due diligence to actually learn what the strategy is and all that. So I'm not saying that this educator is wrong, but I know that um, how they put it out there initially really drummed up this idea. At least this is my opinion and where it started. So interesting. I could be wrong, but that is what I think. So that is why we have to be careful with educators out there, no matter how big or small or what they're saying or anything, learn and then take what you've learned and use your, use your own thoughts, use your mm-hmm. own logic. Like don't right. just follow the one, two, threes and the ABCs of somebody because they said that's what you should do because everyone's business is different. Okay. I agree. It's there, but it's been driving me nuts and I had to say it. Okay. Good. I've had a lot of coffee today. I, you know what I did? I, I what? woke up at six 30 and went to the gym. Oh my gosh. You are jacked today. Like you are. I love it. I mean, your energy is great. Good. Yeah. You've just, and I love everything. I'm going to crash at 7 PM tonight. Yes, you are. But I'm like, <laughs> I'm just watching your face. I'm like, Wow. She has had a lot of coffee or something. Well, also I have a high ponytail on, so it's kind of like a little mini facelift. So, oh yeah, no, no, no. your face looks great. Agree. Agree. Okay. Okay, So that was confession number four. No, that That was three. three. Now now here's four. I love this one. I love some self-awareness and I just love like saying, this is what I am. This person's anonymous confession is I suck at round brushing. Ooh, me and you. Both friend. I love that. 
Yeah. I love that. But also I don't, it's so interesting how people think of things as like a confession as like a dirty little secret, right? It's like, for me, I'm like, I love that. Like they're like, she obviously feels a little something about it. Like, Ooh, yeah, I'm so bad at it. And maybe it embarrasses her. Does it make you feel inadequate? Not at all. I I will tell people, but see also like the type of, you know, I just want to tell this person if they're listening, it, maybe it's like your type of clientele. So the type of people that I style out, I know they're not, I mean, you know, you have an older crowd that might like the super round voluminous look, but like, honestly, a lot of my like younger girls, they want more of that like sleek look. So Mm -hmm. I am definitely more of my paddle brush and bust out my one inch curling iron and give them waves. And it's just more, looks more like, I don't know, that's just my style. And I, I never have felt guilty about that. I'm like, if they want a really good blowout round brushes is probably an unpopular opinion too, but like, that's, that's just not me, but I can do it for like, you know, so my older crowd who have like the shorter cuts and they need the volume mm-hmm. in the crown, like I can do it, but I am mm-hmm. not going to spend an hour round brushing out someone who has a really long hair. Right. And you know, I've then seen someone, curly. yes, yes. I have seen somebody, I'll never forget this. I was taking a class at Ulta and this girl, it literally took her an hour and a half to blow dry hair. And she would take this, the brush and make curls with it. Mm, yes. And it was beautiful. It looked so cool, but it was like, uh, can we work smarter and not harder? Right. Yes. Like I, I could have done that in legitimately 15 minutes with a curling iron or a flat iron and it would probably yes. have looked the same. So and maybe anyways, helps better and maybe better. better too. Right. Yes. So, and that's just my theory. No, I, I love, I love that, that the, the point that you made that this is nothing to be ashamed of, but it's so funny how we all have our own little things. I love a round brush. I love round brushing for me. It's faster. So I don't think that like I am a better hairstylist because I can round brush. No, it's just, that's what I do. That's what and you I'm like. Yeah. Fast. And I blow dry the hair, the fastest round brushing. And that's that. It doesn't mean anything. It means nothing. Right. Now I will say if you're a stylist that just tossle dries everything to heck and then curls half wet hair. I've seen that. Right. No, no. There's a way to finish hair and there's a way to like, yes, but yes, no. So, um, so we don't think that's a confession. I think that you should. It's empowerment. Yeah. Yeah. I don't round brush. Boom. That's your, that's your niche. Yeah. That's your new slogan. (laughs) I don't round brush. Okay. Number five, right? Yes. All right. This, this is, this one is this anonymous confession is I am lazy with my own hair. Ooh. Yes. That's like, that's so interesting. And I could understand Mm -hmm. that, but I'm trying to think like, sometimes I'm lazy with my own hair, but I don't know. And it, here's the thing. This is where my head goes. There's different hair textures, different type of hair. So my hair, I can style it on day one and it'll look good for like seven days. Yes. Without right. having to do like anything to it. Mm-hmm. So I, that kind of gives me a leg up on the hairstylist, yes. lazy hairness, yes. where if you have fine hair and it just takes a lot of work and you have to like, you know, mess with it every day, like I can understand that. Yeah. Well, also what does lazy with your hair mean? Does it mean you're not doing it every day? Does that mean you don't get it cut regularly, colored regularly? True, true. Cause like, then you could call me late. You could definitely call me lazy with the hair. I wash my hair once a week. Mm-hmm. I maybe get it cut t- twice a year. I shouldn't Same. do any of this. Yeah. And I do, I just, I cover my grays as needed. 
Yeah. I'm lucky if I get my hair colored like once every four or five months, like lucky. So it's, yeah. That's not lazy. That's not lazy. That's busy. Yes. Let's reframe that. Let's reframe that. You are, you are focusing on your clients. Yes. That's what someone else said. So this, this thread, it's a fun one to go read through. So again, go follow me on threads and then follow (laughs) Kelsey once she, uh, once she gets on there. Um, but that one got a couple of different um, comments from people of like, me too. I'm lazy with my friend, my hair too, but I pour into my clients. There was mm-hmm. a lot of that. There was yeah. a lot of that. And so that's not lazy. That's not yeah. lazy. And honestly, I think there's a difference. We've talked about, you know, dress code in the past and like presenting yourself. You know, I do think that there is, there is a level of uh, professional professionalism that needs to be conveyed to your client when they are meeting you and seeing you. So if like lazy is your hair is on top of your head in a messy bun and Mm -hmm. it looks like it hasn't been washed in a week and you have no makeup on, like maybe that's not the best look only, only because if you would like to be respected in your craft, then I Mm -hmm. I don't think that that is helpful to you. But I mean, I can't, I come on, we all have those days and we all have those moments and it it is what it is. It is your clients. Yes. You know, I made the mistake of, I, I could have called myself lazy last week, but it was just poor timing. I hadn't washed. Oh God. I shouldn't say this stuff. People are probably thinking it's just disgusting, but I hadn't washed my hair in a week. And then I got my eyebrows laminated. Yes. And then you couldn't wash your hair. I hair. couldn't wash my hair for two days. And it was like, <laughs> I was already a weekend. So it was ponytail day at the salon last week. Well, and your high pony is all the vibes. Right popping. It's very JLo. I'm here for it. All right. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Mm -hmm. So that's all the um, anonymous confessions that I felt like sharing today. So I'm going to know, let's wrap it up with your confession. Okay. Well, two or three, this is a, I don't know if this is a good one, but here I'm going to start with one and I'll let you start with one. So I never wear gloves when I'm glossing at the bowl. Just I know chemicals right in that skin. Just I know get right up. As of late, there has been a, I was looking at reading. I mean, this is, this is heavy here guys, but our industry has one of the highest cancer. Mm. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yes. That is so true. And so, and then I think a lot of it comes from recently that I've read is like keratins, perms, different things like that. But also, I mean, how good for it can you be? How good for your body can it be to like literally put chemicals directly into your hands multiple times a day, multiple times a day. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I'm rethinking that. I'm rethinking (laughs) that. I'm glad it's it's at least making you think about it, It not an immediate change. It's like, I feel like I'm already lost some life from doing it for 15 years. So it's like, (laughs) I do wear gloves for every shampoo, even because I have the skin of an 80 year old woman. You put gloves on when you shampoo. I have to, because even I'm not joking. If it gets below 72 degrees outside, my skin cracks like nuts, painful thing cracks. I have to wear gloves for every shampoo. Amazing. That is crazy. I wonder if your shampoos, I wonder if your shampoo sucks. They are amazing. Thank you very much. Well, I, I definitely I... overcompensate for the squeaky glove mm-hmm. that's on their head. Mm-hmm. But I will tell you, because now we're using salon scale in the salon, I have definitely um, added uh, gloves to my list. And I mark every time because I want to know how much do I 
spending gloves because oh my gosh. the only ones I like are Framar. That's all I like. And so you're, you, and you're spending a lot expensive. in gloves. I, I can't even imagine. Can't even I'm imagine. Lazy. Here's actual laziness. Then I'm lazy. And after I apply the color, I take those gloves off and I throw them away. And then I put a yeah. new pair on. I know. Me too. too which is I know for the environment too. So whatever. We'll work on yes. that next year. Yes, we will. Okay. So my confession is, and I did share this on the thread, but I want to share it here because I think it, it has a little discussion that can go along with it is that, and I already told you this, but um, I have never, ever, ever, ever used Shades EQ. Ever. I know. I can't, that just blows my, my mind. 17 years of doing hair. Blow, is there, do you have a, do you have something against Shades no. EQ? No, I mean, what? I've just never used it. And so here's the thing. I am an Aveda trained stylist. So I worked with Aveda color forever. And if anyone who's ever worked with Aveda, you, they like blind you from everything else. So you've never tried anything when you're in the Aveda world. Um, and then after that, I got in, I did use Paul Mitchell for a hot minute before I started using Kevin Murphy color, love their glosses, love them. And I have no need to find a new um, toner line, but I do feel like I am missing out because I feel like every single educator influencer out there is sharing their shades EQ formulas. Right. That's why I'm like curious, like, um, and I have no idea what they're talking about. I mean, I can kind of guess what they're talking about, but I really don't know. Wow. That's, that is an interesting one. I would like to, um, coach you on that. Okay. Sometime. All right. I would, well, that's the thing. I would love to try it, but Mm -hmm. I don't know where to start. And I don't have the capacity to learn a whole new color line just to play. Oh, I will. I will so teach you. It's very easy. It's so fun. I love it. Send me some of your formulas. I am a color geek. I love the color wheel so I can catch up. I'm a quick learner. Okay. That'll be great. We'll have Shades EQ uh, masterclass, private masterclass. (laughs) Boom. Okay. (laughs) All right. So those are, those are confessions. That was fun, right? Oh, I loved that. That's hilarious and so fun and amazing to think about what other people think is a confession and what we're all like, well, that's perfectly normal. Like just shows you how everybody's mind works a little bit differently. I think that, I think we should make this like a running thing. Every couple of months, gather some new confessions of a hairstylist. Yep. I totally agree. And do another episode. What do we say? The messy hairstylist after dark. Yeah, you know Maybe what? we should do an episode. We have like a glass of wine. Oh, well, I was just going to say in a couple of weeks, we are traveling down to Atlanta and we're doing, it's called Sunlight Summit. It is a, an event for all of us sunlight educators and watch out Kelsey and our roommates. Mm. Oh my gosh. Let's bring our stuff. So we, we can should. do things. We should. We'll bring our mics, our mm. laptops, it's a bottle nuts. of wine. Just see what oh, happens. Jeez. I'm scared. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay, bye. All right, bye.